0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody,
2: four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, if you have a car question or a car problem, or if you have an argument with somebody about who's right and who's wrong, perhaps I can help you. If you're struggling on whether you should have this done on your car or not, I can help you make that decision. Um, we can talk about what kind of car um, is a good car and what kind of car Mark doesn't want to comment on. <laughs> and cars in general are as good as the people that take care of them and i think we have two kinds of people um that are 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 representative of the customer base i have there's people that over um maintain their car and then there's people that are under maintain their car we do have a certain um small amount of people in the middle that you know pay attention to all the different markers and stuff but um Most of the time, you're going to be in one of those ranges on the outside. Kurt's Automotive is at I-17 in Bell in the northeast corner. He's been around a long time, since 1987, and I've known Kurt that long. So if you're up in that area and you want to find a good shop that really will treat you right, that won't scam you, that won't take advantage of you, that will have you and insist on you being involved in the decisions around your car. Otherwise, you've got this problem. And You need to keep track of it. You need to watch it. And this is something you're going to have to plan and budget for, $366 somewhere down the road. So that's kind of a cautionary thing. Or you've got a problem because you've got steel hanging out of one of the tires. That tire is just beyond safe. So whether you buy it from me or somebody else, it's really, really important that you um, get this tire addressed. It's a life or death situation. So that's kind of what it's all about, and Kirch is one somebody that can handle that. Okay. Doyle Cheney used to be the champion spark plug rep, and I met him in 1979. Doyle was a great guy. I know Doyle today, <laughs> and and Doyle lives in Pine, and him and I have been friends for all this time. So what's that? 41 years, and 42 years, and now around the corner. So he was. He saw my wife the other day, and he gave her a coffee cup. And this coffee cup on one side, now, there was a time where different parts vendors would align themselves with different automotive parts retailers. So 100 years ago, Napa and Champion were tied for some short period of time. And the coffee cup has some gold bands around it. and It says Napa, Champion, America's best. But I'll tell you how old this is. On the back side of it, it gives you a maintenance schedule, a maintenance check. Now notice that word check. So this is stuff you should check. Number one, spark plugs. They want you to check your spark plugs every six months. That was back then. (laughs) First of all, today there is no way you can check your spark plugs. There's no way. There's just no way. We can't check your spark plugs either. Oh, we can hook up sophisticated equipment to see how much electricity each one is using and what the burn time is, but that's nothing. Let me tell you what the truth is. Back in the old days, in the 70s, you replaced spark plugs probably at twenty five to 30,000 mile intervals. Today, almost everybody's at hundred. Almost everybody's at 100,000. The spark plugs back then in the 70s, 60s and 70s, were Fred Flintstone. Today, we're into Microsoft kind of spark plugs. We have spark plugs that are platinum, double platinum. We have all these fancy spark plugs that really last forever, but at 100,000 miles, which is four times around the equator, by the way. um, But here's the deal. If you want to check your spark plugs, pay attention to the engine's idle. Pay attention to your fuel economy. Because if you have a spark plug that's bad, when you come up to a traffic light, it's not going to idle well. And when you accelerate, it may go yeah, da 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 da. Your fuel economy is going to plummet, and the exhaust is going to smell like rotten eggs. That's all there is to it. So you don't have to check the spark plugs, it, and you can't anyway. But th- today that's different. Okay, brake fluid. They want you to check the brake fluid every month. We have sensors on the master cylinder now. The brake, the brake system master cylinder, and if the fluid gets low, it turns on the light on your dash. So you don't need to check the, the brake fluid every month. And even in today 's car we 're going to change your oil somewhere between five and seventy five hundred miles upwards to ten thousand somewhere along the line the last five, six, seven years of cars that 's the oil change intervals we 're going to check the all your fluids during the oil change, or at least we should check all your fluids during the oil change so brake fluid we 're going to check it there's three kinds of oil there's good better best the good is five thousand miles give or take on an oil change interval the better is somewhere around seventy five hundred and north of that and then the really great oil the full synthetics are ten thousand and north of that so you've got three different oils but with three different qualities and three different intervals that's where my industry might take advantage of you a small period of people will tell you, and I hear this at least twice a month, you need to change your oil every 3,000 miles. And then I say, what kind of oil do you put in? And they go, synthetic. Did they know that they put synthetic in it? Yeah, they, they put the oil in there. So they changed your oil and they put a synthetic oil and then they told you that you, you need to change it 3,000 miles. Yes, you need to find another garage. Because in mine and everybody I know, your oil change intervals is 8 to 12. Mark runs 10 in his truck. Of course, I hold a lot more quarts of oil than you do, but I'm going 10,000 miles with this synthetic oil, and my wife's going 7,500 to 8,000 miles, and, and it's really kind of a once a year thing. If you're going past a year and you haven't done the 8 to 10,000, then I'd do it yearly. So getting back to what we were talking about, and then I'm going to get the collar, Brake fluid, check every month, not today. Radiator and battery check every month. Not today. <laughs> Lights and tire pressure. Well, we tell you what the tire pressure is on your car, so you don't need to check that. And if you can't tell a headlights out by driving down the road, then there's something wrong. Check your engine oil each week. No, check your engine oil every oil change, or at the worst, every other oil change. However, many of the cars have a have a a way to identify the oil levels low, and they'll turn the light on and tell you you need to check the oil. Transmission fluid, check it every three months. No, check it once a year. No. Check it every oil change, replace it once a year. Steering fluid, power steering fluid, same thing. Replace it once a year and check it during the oil changes. Belts and hoses and wipers, check it every three months. Oh, my goodness. Belts, hoses, and wipers are going to last a year in today's newer cars, at least a year, depending on your mileage. Some people go three years on their belts and hoses. And then air filter, they want you to check it every six months. So this is a coffee cup from 100 years ago in auto repair world Gil we have a caller yes say hello to Mike Mike good morning how can I help you hey Mark how you doing I'm good thank you for asking
3: good I hope your family had a nice Christmas
2: um, you know, it, uh, it, it was like yours. There was all these different celebrations going on in all the different places. And, and, uh, at yeah. my age and perhaps even yours, you just kind of hit as many of you as you can and hug as many grandkids as you can. But it's just not like when we were 10 years old, but I had a good well, Christmas. I hear
3: you. Yeah. Great. That's great. This, you know, ours is a little more scaled down with things going on now, but yeah, it's smaller, but, um, yeah, I called you last week. I'm kind of calling you every week because I bought this Lexus, my '08 Lexus. It's got about 165,000, 2.5 liter V6. Um, just do maintenance on it. Called you about the brakes. Helped me out on that. It Was great. Spark plugs. Um, when we got underneath it. It's rear wheel drive, two wheel, and we noticed the passenger side rear CV axle joint boots ripped. Okay. And it kind of spun out some oil onto the frame can we we have to change the whole axle or could we just do
1: the boot
2: no you can do either one um and actually i think you would make that decision based on one of two things so you're going to take the axle out which on a one to ten scale is going to be a five or a six of difficulty and so you take the axle out you put it in a device and uh, you're looking at the inner boot which doesn't take much stress but the question first question is are you going to do both boots the second thing you look at is you peel the boot off the outer joint, and you look at the ball and socket, and how much wear are they? Do you see gravel? Do you see dirt? Do you do you see pitting really bad? Well, some people say, okay. you know what? I'm going to fill it full of grease. I'm going to clean it out, clean the joint, put a new boot on it, pump it full of grease, and just use it as long as I can. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So the question then, Mike, okay. to me is, is, Mark, how many times do you see somebody come in on a tow truck with a blown-up axle? And the, ax- the answer is once a year, and usually because they hit something. So it's not likely the, the vibration's going to get you. I mean, as soon as that ball and socket starts wearing out, then the vibration's going to get worse and worse and worse. So then you take it apart, you clean it up, and you put the boot on. You have to have some kind of a tool to put the band on. And then you put it back in the car, and you're done. The other side is is go get a um, reconditioned axle, and I would suggest that you do yeah. that at 160,000 miles. I would suggest yeah, you call I've been around. Looking. I've
3: been pricing them.
2: Yeah. That's what and, we're and, doing. And, and, and you better, oh, God, you better. You take your old axle in, and you set that new one on the counter. And so you say to him, grab a hold of both ends and slide them out. Don't pull them too hard, but just slide them out to where they stop. And you do the same to yours. Let's make sure they're the same length. Then we collapse the axles, and we can measure end-to-end on left and right. Then we look at the splines, and we look to see that the front splines are real fine and the back splines aren't. And so then we start looking at the splines, how many you have to physically check and compare the axle to the new one or you're going to be like the rest of us and we're going to just open up the box and try to stick it in and by the time we get done we've hammered on it we can't return it and it's the wrong axle and it's probably our fault oh
1: that's good okay yeah
2: i would do that all right now let me ask you is there any leaking where the axle goes into the rear diff do you see any oil stains there
3: no leakage at all no, no no noise or
2: vibration Okay, no wetness at the seal, at the differential, no wetness. No. Okay, because nope. now's the time to do okay. that axle seal, and that's why I'm asking you that. I'd put a little bit of white grease or chassis lube on the inside, you know, on the lip seal of that. I'd put some mm-hmm. on the around the outside of the shaft that's going to slide in there, and I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to hurt anything, but it's going to help the shaft not tear the seal. So just mm-hmm. use a white lube or something like that and just uh, just make sure it slides in real easy and you're home free. Okay? Okay, Mark.
1: Appreciate oh, it. Thank you.
2: Okay. You betcha, Mike. You betcha. It's it's difficult um, to work on your car, and, I, and I'm honored by Mike trusting me to give him a hand, but as you can see when I'm telling him, don't forget this and don't forget this, that's experience talking. And you know how come I know that? Not because somebody told me. It's because I made the same mistake. I can't tell you how many times somebody at my shop has tried to put an axle into a car that it didn't belong in. And most of the time, it's because we gave them the wrong information. We told them it was a, it was a 2007, and it was really a 2006. And we told them it was a four-cylinder, and it was really a V6. And we told them it was an all-wheel drive, and it really wasn't. All that kind of stuff. And so today, we kind of hang out at the VIN number. The vehicle identification number and we'll use that to give our parts suppliers and then it's their job to get us the right axle so anyway 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or car problem 602 508-0960
4: hello i'm greg may owner of phoenix Body Works. for 35 years we've been demonstrating our workmanship our honesty our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434. Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
5: I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away, by phone, online, or in person.
6: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer.
0: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster.
5: So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon-rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes.
6: That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the
0: USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket. And it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek.
5: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
7: You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring-ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for ride together with you. Outside the snow
2: Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we're going to go straight to the phones because we've got a couple of callers. So let's start with Vernon. Vernon, thank you for calling. How can I help you?
1: I purchased a tonneau cover for my car, and I can't find somebody who would install it. I live in the far northwest area.
2: Okay, I missed the very first thing. What did you uh, install? What do you want installed in your car? A tonneau cover. A tonneau cover? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Is it just a one piece with a couple of shock absorbers, or is it the kind that rolls up in the front in a can?
1: Shock absorbers.
2: <laughs> um, is it a one piece?
1: I, it it covers the. Interior of the car, and it's got a zipper down the middle where the driver can get in, leave the rest of the tunnel hooked up.
2: Okay, so it covers the interior of the car?
1: Yes. So when you park, it's convertible. When you park it, you can zip the tunnel cover up, and if it rains, it won't get the interior of the vehicle wet.
4: Okay.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sure it's my fault. A tonneau cover um, that I remember is something that you put on the bed of a truck, um, and so they have a lift-up lid and stuff like that. So is this a fabric, something fabric that bolts down, or does it fit within the windows, or describe it just a little bit better for me?
1: No, you have to drill holes and put studs around the exterior, you know, on the underneath the windshield and around behind the seat. It's just a 2 seat. I got a 56 port. It's just okay. a 2 seat, And then you put the studs on, and then there's this canvas or whatever it's made of. And then you hook the snaps onto that in alignment with the studs that you put in.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. And it's just snaps on. Okay. Are these snaps going to show when the cover's not on there? Uh, Vern?
1: The snaps are going to come off if you take the tonneau cover off. Uh,
2: Okay, this stud, let me me use that, the male portion of the uh, snap that you screw into the car. So we're going to drill into the paint, and then we're going to install the male portion, and it has to match the female portion on the cover you want to put over the top of the convertible. Is that right?
1: Yes, except when you drill it, I don't think you have to drill into the body of the car there's usually a chrome strip around the edge there.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to use, like, the window molding on the bottom of the windshield to put the snaps in uh, to just right. to drill and screw and stuff like that. And you're in the northwest side of town?
1: Yes, I'm at Bell Road and 130th Avenue.
2: Okay. I'd probably call Mike's Auto Tech. Mike's Auto Tech. He's in Glendale um you could also call sns tire i think what you should do sns ha- tire has a a, comp- a shop out there and they they do more than tires but it's that's what the family name is is sns um, yeah. I would take the car by there and take the t- the top with, and then the question is, is take a look at this, look how it covers the convertible top, look how it snaps down, and obviously all I need help with is, is I need someone to stretch it over the top of the car, appropriately place all the snaps, the male and the female part, and then make it to where it snaps down securely. Is that something you want to do, and can you give me some kind of an idea of of what that would cost? And um, I would, you see, if they've got some old grizzle guy with a gray beard and been in this business for 30, 40 years, he's not going to be afraid of that. I'm glad to see that you say that we screw it into the the trim because screwing it into the paint or screwing it into drilling holes in the paint and screwing a a snap in there is um, something most shops wouldn't do. But the moldings, then the answer is yes. That wouldn't be any problem because you could replace a molding rather than repainting and doing paint and body work on the car. So S&S Tire or Mark's, Mike's Auto Tech, I think they, they one of them could help you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Ver, uh, that was Vernon. Keith, you're up next.
3: Hi, Mark. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, great show. Thank you. I have an uh, 85 Chevy Dooley. That yeah, is my uh, deceased father-in-law's. It has been in the garage on jack stands for 12 years, and I need to get it running so I can get it sold. Okay. Uh, My worry is the fuel being bad, and I would like to avoid having to drop the tanks.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: Any suggestions?
2: Yeah, I'd go buy a little 12-volt pump from the auto parts store and probably about, I don't know, 12 feet maybe of uh, three-eighths fuel hose and um, okay. and then I just pump it out of the tank. Now do you have any idea how full the tank is or how full or empty it is?
3: No idea. I haven't okay. gotten under
2: it yet. Okay, can you hook up the battery and then just turn the key on to see what the uh, the fuel gauge looks like? Yes. Yep. Okay, because here's what I'm thinking. Um, if that tank is a quarter or less and it holds probably 30-40 gallons, you could dilute that and fill it up with fuel, and and I would say your chances of it be fine would be 90% that you would be fine. Oh. The filter okay. would catch the trash. We would dilute that old rancid gas with fresh gas, and then maybe some kind of a fuel treatment, a can of fuel treatment in there. Um, now... I'm quite sure that most guys our age are real familiar with siphoning gas out of the tank. And if you buy a turkey baster from the dollar store, (laughs) you don't have to suck on it. Here's the real question. Above and beyond all the fun we're having, what the heck are you going to do with that gas?
3: Right. Yeah, that's the other
2: thing. Right. Okay. Right. This is what we do. Um If, say you brought it into a shop that I'm well aware of, most of us are, what we're going to do is, is we're going to suck all that out and give you your gas back, and we're going to say to you, put a gallon in every time you fill up the wife's car. Got it. And we're going to run that stuff out of the tailpipe. Now, the filter will catch the trash and the solids, but we're going to dilute it. And I do that all the time. I've got a bunch of old cars that I store, and I usually store them full. But if I forget or whatever, I just do the dilution method. So you only have two things. Pump it out and then put it back in in metered amounts or figure out how much it's got in there and then decide if you're going to fill it up. And then when you you go fill it up, then go drive it. Drive it hard. Get it up to operating temperature and drive it like you stole it. Let's run it through the paces. We need to go through a bunch of heat cycles with this car that's been sitting 12 years. Take it to Flagstaff and back. Take your girlfriend for dinner. Take your wife for dinner, whoever you got. Just, just go through some heat cycles. But there's a lot of guys right now that are chomping at the bit to look at your 85 Dually. So I'm going to offer you this. At no charge to you, I want you to email me your name and your phone number. If any of you okay. are interested in buying an eighty-five Chevy one time, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to go. You're going to have to send an email to Mark at marksalem.com, Mark at marksalem.com, and I will give Keith your phone number because you're going to send me an email with your phone number, and Keith's going to call you back. How's that, Keith?
3: Great, love it. I got right. a seventy-seven, Julie too, so <laughs> I've got two of them.
2: <laughs> okay, and is Anya. it a Chevy?
3: They're, they're both Chevy uh,
2: crew cabs, yes. And, and and big, what's a motor in them? 454s? Four. Yes. Okay. If you want a 70, yeah. I only got 10 seconds. If you want a 77 or an 85 Chevy Dually with a 454, then mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com, and I'll put you together with Keith. We'll be back.
6: Which is even worse than being poor.
0: From poor
6: to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO.
0: The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America.
2: I didn't have to be work ethic. I
0: saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From Poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life.
1: We'll all be able to
3: say, free at
6: last! See the movie. From Poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Kane. Available at SalemNow.com.
0: Go to SalemNow.com, get 20% off with promo code PHOENIX.
6: This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. That's what the great prophet Isaiah promised centuries before the birth of Christ. The fulfillment of that promise is what we celebrate at Christmas. It happened in little Bethlehem, and the angel declared to the shepherds, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And so that baby was born, history was riven in two, and salvation came, as the angelic host declared, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace good will toward men. May you and those you love celebrate a wonderful Christmas, filled with the glory of Christ. I'm Albert Muller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. Or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Rudolph the Red-Nosed
2: Reindeer. Had a very shiny nose. Well, you can imagine that the and Rudolph song sign, song <laughs> has a lot to do with a red face as well, as well as a red nose. And there's been times that I've been embarrassed about my car advice, but today's not one of them so far. Keith, on your 77 and 85 Chevy Dually Crew Cabs, I need you to give me a couple things. I need to know four-wheel drive. Uh, two-wheel drive, I need to know if it's stick or automatic, if it's got air conditioning, how many miles they've got on them, and uh, and, and the price you're asking. That way I, I can help um, filter some of the potential buyers for you so that uh, it, it that we don't interrupt the lives of three people. So just give me a, a, a good description of all three. You know, the paint on a 1 to 10 scale is a 7 or an 8 or a 3 or whatever. Just kind of give me the best you can. you're going to send that to me, I'm going to cut and paste it and send it to them. And then I'll get their phone number and then you can call them and work it out. So um, I don't do this very often, but it's uh, Christmas time and the and, uh, callers are short. Me, and then I'm going to go to the, Steve. You hang on for just a minute. Harker's Auto's at 38th Avenue and in Indian School. They've been around for a very long time, since 1967. Bob and Ellen run Larry Harker's Auto. Ellen's at the front counter. Bob's running the shop, and he's got one of the finest technicians I've ever met in my life, and his name is Jeremy. Jeremy can fix anything except the crack of dawn and a broken heart. This kid is just flat-out smart, and he has a, the ability to understand and talk to cars that um, I don't even possess myself. So if you've got a car problem that nobody else can fix, then Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and In School is probably a place I'd call and see if I could get it in there. Steve, good morning. How is it I can how help you? you? How
3: are you doing, Mark? Good. Thank you. Yeah, I think we're all salivating like Pavlov's dog on these Chevy truck, So I don't think the details really matter. I mean, like, well, is it an automatic? Oh, I'm not interested. No, we'll take it. Anyway, uh those of us who are plus sixty who know what an eighty-five Chevy. Is. Uh Second thing is that you're not really into the Art Salem and Terry Salem,
1: are you?
2: Um, you know, uh, I get they're that in the motorcycle a motorcycle shop. Oh no, no! That was on Seventh Street or Seventh Avenue, yeah. wasn't it?
3: Yeah, no, Seventh Street and uh, Indian School.
2: Yeah, no, no. Um, actually, um, our family is Hispanic and and Lebanese or Syrian. And I yeah, think- they were he was too. Okay,
7: yeah, he was Lebanese.
2: Yeah. I think my brother John, who was a Finnish policeman, had, had a, a relationship with him. They talked and they shared stories and and stuff yeah. like that. I know I was in there once or twice to buy uh, to look at the bicycles and look at what they did, but um, right, they're not yeah, there, now, okay. right?
3: No, no. I worked there when I was in high school, so oh. I, they were all mechanics, and they were you know they, they had a motorcycle shop and they had a bicycle shop. But I just was curious because the the you know. Yeah, mechanics. You know and what? Then, they also uh, had
2: then, they had mini bikes. Oh yeah, they had everything. Yeah, it and I like, like, like that. A, <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. Well, those are the two. Those are the last thing. Uh, uh, question is, I okay? I, I'm one of those idiots that has a four point hoist in his backyard. Uh, but I, I had a question for you on a 2006 Jeep Patriot. Would you just go for buying, like if it needs new bushings and the A-arms and everything, on uh, it's jiggling front end kind of thing. But are you one of those guys that just says go ahead and just buy the A-arms and put them on there instead of trying to do bushing exchanges and all that kind
2: of stuff? No, um, if, for a couple reasons. Now, people are going to criticize me for this, but I don't care. If I just buy the bushings, we have the infrastructure to do those with no problem. So we uh-huh. have the presses, we have the lubricants, we have the—we know how they go in, we know how they go out, and we're not going to tear up two. But but you sound like a very seasoned guy, but it's and but the other side is people go well he just gets money for labor. There is right. something to that. We're going to charge half an hour to punch in a couple of of. But here's what I want you to do. There's some new parts um, stores here in town called Parts Authority, mm-hmm. and these are run by gray-haired guys. And these, unlike the three-whiskered kid, these kid, these guys have been around the block, and they also have really great parts, and I'll tell you why I know. It's because 100% virtually, 100% of my business is from the warehouse behind them. So I okay. think what I'd like you to do is go to parts authority and talk to them about your options, but I'm willing to bet you're going to be happier with the full-blown uh, control arms with the bushings in them. I'm, I'm willing to bet you'll be happier that way.
3: Yeah, just because I don't have the uh, tools to press all that stuff in, there, yeah. that's the one thing I don't have. So you're saying, okay, are they in Central Phoenix? Where are they at?
2: They have nine locations throughout the valley. Parts of parts authority. Yeah, don't mention my name because it doesn't give you a discount. Although no, have, not, I I've, <laughs> I've
3: been going to O'Reillys like an idiot, in AutoZone. Auto well,
2: prone. it's okay. So, you can uh, you can you can do this. Um, I, I buy a lot from them, but obviously because I might buy 20 or 30 or 40 thousand dollars worth of parts, um, I'm in a different buy-in bracket than most everybody else uh, from a private nature. But, but the idea is, is that they just have a better selection of parts, they have good, better, best, and they also have really great pricing, and they also do a lot of rock auto stuff.
0: Okay. And so I'm right.
2: I'm suggesting that you try Rock Auto, and I'm suggesting you do a little research so that when you call them, you'll know where you stand. Right. And okay. uh, they're all capable right. of shipping these to your house. So if you want them yeah. and you have the VIN number and they cross it over, you can just say, how much is it shipping to my house? Or you can go pick them up. doesn't make any difference.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to get your take on it. I figured, yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of options there. And then uh, the last thing I'll say to all those people out there to get their cars worked on, because it's a good show. I mean, uh, good advice. and. It's one of the biggest scams. The appliance repairmen are like right next to lawyers and car <laughs> uh, car shops as far as scam. My axiom is assume everything's a scam unless otherwise proven. <laughs> it, it generally is. It's just a scam, you know? And also, I know how to work on those uh, quadribods, those jets. They really work good if you know how to work on them.
2: That's it. That's it. So those you know 85
3: Chevys are a steal, man, if you can find one.
2: Well, if you know how to set the choke flap and the choke pull-off and oh, a high right. idle cam and, and make sure the rods are okay and the jets below them aren't plugged up, you got it. You're right. And I think someday to- you
3: ought to have a show <laughs> on, on just like well, the, these older cars are becoming more desirable because they're so easy to work on. It's just ridiculous. And you you know, I, see, I mean, I have an 85 K5 Blazer that I bought when I got married, you know, 37 years ago. And the thing is, runs like a clock. Why would I, I, why would I go buy 50, 60 grand on one of these cars? If something goes wrong, I need like a computer technician to come out there and, you know, a guy to come out there and diagnose it. You know, I need like a guy from big tech from Apple okay. or something. It's like driving an iPhone. Okay. They own you. Okay, okay, okay. Right, I'm going to agree
2: with you in every single way, and I'll tell you why. In my shop right now, I have a 20-bay shop. In my shop right now, half of them are old cars. And I'm talking, we, these folks, they think nothing of spending 5, dollars 10, $20,000 to either put it back the way it came or take my 70s Chevelle and put throttle body fuel injection on it. And, or to change the suspension, to change the exhaust, to, to add air conditioning. To, we, we put a Ford transmission in a Chevy the other day or a GM product the other day. So, right. the, the, yeah. you are absolutely right. The money today, taking old cars, you know why? It's because guys like you and me, we always right. wanted a 70 Chevelle. We always wanted a 340 Barracuda. We always wanted the high performance 440 Roadrunner. So, today we can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and, I mean,
3: if you find one of these old, like this guy's got these two Chevys, I mean, that's those are, those are yeah. really fun to Well, yeah, That's
2: great, you know? I'm. I'm scared of the 85 because it's got the mixture control solenoid carburetor, and I know how to fix those, but that's still going to be a problem. The 77 is not going to be, and the 454 yeah. is a monster motor. What could you be go wrong with those dualies? So Yeah, hey.
3: yeah, it, it passes everything but a gas station. All right, thanks, yeah. Mark.
2: All righty, thank you, Steve. 602-508-0960. The line's right open. We'll be right back.
5: Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com.
6: Sponsored by the Arizona Army National Guard. Aired by the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station.
0: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24 7.
1: I'll pick you up after school. Okay, I
5: got it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council.
6: America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud
5: to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud
6: to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in
0: air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect. Proud
5: to serve in the
2: U.S. Air Force Reserve.
5: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Happy
2: holiday. Well, welcome back everybody, 46 Happy minutes holiday. after the hour. And Gil, we had a caller that uh, was busy with something else, but he had a question, so give it to me.
0: Okay, had a caller, he uh, wants us to know that um, he's uh, thinking about draining his fuel tank. wants to know how dangerous it is to disconnect the fuel filter, and will it damage the fuel pump?
2: Okay, okay, good question, good question. Okay, when when we're going to drain the f- the fuel system, we want about 20 feet of 3-8 hose, and we're going to go from the fuel filter to a, a receptacle a long way away. We're going to have at least two fire extinguishers close by, but the answer is, is his chances of setting something on fire are pretty slim and none but then again two fire extinguishers is a really nice thing to have so somebody's inside the car or got control of the keys and so we can pull turn the key off and shut the pump off so we have to take those safety considerations the fuel pump is cleaned and lubricated by the fuel in the tank so he can pump it dry and it'll be fine because it sits in the bottom of the tank so it's designed to run until the tank is out, but it's not designed to run from here to Tucson with the, the uh, fuel pump up above the fuel level. That's why kids at ASU go through fuel pumps twice as much as other people. It's because they run off the bottom quarter of their tank, and oftentimes the fuel pump is not submerged completely. So the answer is, is yes, you can. Be careful. And let's put that fuel pump, uh, that filter that you're going to take off, and let's put it 10, 15, 20 feet away from your receptacle because the fire's going to be one of two places. And I have a fire extinguisher close to either one of those, so... Alrighty, let me tell you t- real quick about Action Auto Repair at I-17 Under Deer Valley. Tom and I have been friends since 1983. The guys that I recommend to you, I know. I've been at their houses, I've met their wives, I've broken bread with them, I know them. I can tell you they're honest, they're dependable, they're not going to take advantage of you, and they know right from wrong. So Action Auto is one of those. ASE certified technicians, I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner. One other one is Auto Dynamics, Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. I've known Chuck Nyday since 1968. That's the guy who owns and operates the Auto Dynamics. But Derek, his son, the second generation, has a lot to do with the automotive side. So I recommend Automotive Dynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Automotive Dynamics, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Don, what's up? Uh,
7: your motorhome, was it a Fleetwood? Yes. Okay, did you have any electrical issues with it?
2: Well, the the box or the the uh, dash or the air conditioning oh the or the... box with all the freaking solenoids in it. I can't... I went out two weeks ago when I was off. I don't know if I called you about it, but...
7: turned the key, nothing. Start position, nothing. It totally dead, the whole coach, except when I plugged it in... I had run, I had lights on the inside, and other than that, all I had was uh, headlights. Okay. My stepson got all the got all the configurations, pulled it up, had my daughter run it on the computer to make. And where do you buy the solenoids for these
2: dang things? Well, f- well, first of all, you're 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 you need some help with this, Don, because you're just going to chase your tail. The solenoid you're talking about is the push button to the left-hand side of the steering wheel on your Fleetwood. That jumpstarts the house batteries to the coach batteries. Let me change that. It ties the coach batteries um, or the engine batteries to the coach. So it's an emergency-type thing. So you turn your key on, and let's pretend that the engine up front is, is uh, the batteries for the engine is dead. So you push the button. It takes the batteries that run the coach part of your motorhome, and it jumpstarts the engine batteries. Boom. And it does it the other way around. So if you push the button and your generator battery is dead, you push the button, and now you can start the generator and so forth and so on so you know you only got one solenoid on there it depending on which which chassis you have the gm will have the solenoid down on the starter and the Ford will have it on the fender but the one you're talking about is the one that jump starts the two if you want to see if the solenoid's bad take a pair of jumper cables and hook it to the left side of the solenoid and to the right side of the solenoid and you've just down jumped that solenoid because you're passing power from one side of the solenoid to the other it's as easy as that gotta run don thank you very much tim you're up next how can i help you
7: Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I've got a um, 2014 Cadillac SRX with 60K on it. And what it's doing is, we, we drive to Sholo frequently, so we do a lot of highway miles. And what, okay. what it has started doing is, it's between 60 and 70 miles an hour, it's developed a hum that seems to be coming from the left front tire area, as far as I can tell okay um it's it, it's easy to hear it louder when you are the driver, so it seems to be emanating from that area okay. um we 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 hear it between those speeds and once in a while at lower speeds, but what I've also noticed is we we just got a new set of tires for it, and it's gotten worse okay It happens more often at at different speeds and it's a bit louder. Do you have any idea where to start with that well
2: let me let me let me recap. You had this noise before and after the new set of tires. Correct. Okay. Does it change when you make a sweeping right turn or a left turn? Otherwise, you're on the freeway and you're going to get off and it's a clover leaf to the right. When you take that clover leaf to the right down to the stop sign, I need you to make a couple of sweeping left and right turns. The left and right turns, if the noise comes and goes, then I can tell you that it's the wheel bearing on the driver's side, and I can actually tell you if it's the inner or the outer. Because the car leans a different way, whether you're doing a sweeping left or a sweeping right. But to be honest with you, most of us gray-haired guys can drive it with you and determine what it is. I was going to first tell you to swap the tires around, but if you've had new tires and you still have the noise, then that would be the thing I would look for was a wheel bearing. But at 60,000 miles, I'm struggling with that diagnosis shooting from the hip because that's really nothing. So um, another thing you can do if you want to work on your own car is jack up the front of it on that side. Put your hand on 12 o'clock and your other hand on 6 o'clock and move the tire in and out and check the play. Then front o'clock, front, front o'clock, 9 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and move <laughs> it that way the same way. Then drop it down, go to the other side, and compare the passenger side to the driver's side. So, so you would
7: grab the tire like a steering wheel, sort of? Top to, is, top is, to is bottom. That-
2: And pull and push the tire, top Mm -hmm. and bottom, the tire's off, and what you're doing is is you're looking for play in the wheel bearing. Mm -hmm. So top to bottom and then front to back, and then do the other side. And if you feel the difference, then that's probably going to be the difference. But, you know, who does your oil changes? Well, let me ask you this. Do you do your oil changes or do you have a shop do the oil changes?
7: Um, Kelly Clark does all my work.
2: Okay. Okay, well, no matter which Kelly Clark you go, whether it's Greg or the one on 12th in Glendale, just next time you have an oil change, just say to them, hey, would you do me a favor? I got this wine. Would you look over that left front, and while you have it up the air, can you just kind of wiggle that front tire around and see if I have any abnormal play in the wheel bearing? Jesse and, oh, okay. and uh, Jesse, either one, yeah. uh, Whether are you on Glendale? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. he, He'll he'll do that for you for free. And if he charges sure you, he then would. tell him to charge me for it because it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a good guy. You're at a really good shop. So I just talked yeah. to Rita, Kelly's wife. Of course, you know Kelly has passed. I just talked to his wife yes. not too long ago. She's just as honorary as she ever was, but she's <laughs> doing fine. And, uh, and, the, and Greg Hanlon, the one Kelly Clark, and Jelly, Jesse Hanlon, the other, is a, of, of really um, comfort to her. And so And I'm proud to tell you to go back there. Okay.
7: Yes. Yeah. Jesse's a great guy. Thanks for the advice.
2: All right. You betcha. Thank you. Um, There's lots of good shops in town. Um, I'd like to believe, although my wife says that you can't believe in very little, I say, I'd like to believe I know where most of them are. And I'll tell you why I know where most of them are. It's really the opposite. I know where the bad ones are and it's because I am the target for the bad ones. I hear about the bad ones and I I look at the paperwork and I listen to the customer, and then ultimately the car gets fixed and and then I can look at the the problem and the estimate and then the repair and see if they're all related but I'm not afraid, nor have I ever been afraid to tell the customer that their their trust is un they've placed their trust in somebody who doesn't deserve it, and they've placed their trust into somebody who has demonstrated that they can continue to place their trust in that shop. So I'm not afraid of either one. I'm I'm perfectly handled. But I don't want to become the Better Business Bureau for car repair stuff. And that's why the Better Business Bureau is there is they do that. They have a committee called the Auto Advisory Committee. And it's a very fair place for consumers to have their car automotive stuff heard. It's a committee that I was instrumental in forming years and years ago, perhaps maybe 20 years ago. And it's made up of some experts in the car repair industry. And there's also Better Business Bureau people there to monitor. And because Ruth and I, Ruth Zemick and I put this together, the Better Business Bureau can override <laughs> the, the auto advisory committee in case they're all voting on their buddies or something like that, which has never happened. So if you have a dispute, that's the place I would go, is the Better Business Bureau, write a nice complaint, Don't be personal, don't be stupid, don't use bad words, and just get to the point. I took my car in for a vibration, I still have the vibration, here's a copy of the repair. Now, I took it to another shop, here's a copy of their repair, and my vibration is fixed. I asked shop number one, would you look at both of these tickets and make the appropriate refund? Shop number one said, no, go away, or no, I won't. I would like shop one number one to reconsider. They charged me two hundred dollars to fix the vibration that they didn't. The other shop cost three hundred dollars to fix it and they did. I'm not asking shop number one to pay for shop numbers two repairs. I'm only asking for a refund from shop number one because his repair that was represented his His estimate and his work represented a fix of my problem, and it really didn't. And, by the way, I have the old parts that I got from shop number two, so if they want to be inspected by anybody, I have the parts that created the vibration. That is a home run. That kind of talk and that kind of information and that kind of documentation, especially you got the old part, is something that's special. On the other hand, I must raise my hand. First of all, let me tell you, I made a comment about my shop the other day, and I usually don't talk about my shop. We have 20 bays. We're really busy. Uh, and right now we're booked until, I think, Thursday of next week. Um, it's, it's that way for a lot of shops. There's a lot of shops out there. Uh, I'm not suggesting that you come to me or anything else. I'm, that's why I send you to other shops. I'm in Tempe, but that's not important. In addition to that, I don't want you to think we only work on old cars because we do from motorhomes and big trucks all the way down to hot rods and old cars and everything in between. So does a whole lot of other shops. So I'm not the only dog in town that has that kind of coverage. I'm I'm not the only shop in town (laughs) that has that kind of coverage. There's a lot of them. My website is mark.com. Salem.com. You're welcome to to visit there. And if you have a question Monday through Friday, give me your question. You're making model. Tell me what the symptoms are, what the problems are, and make sure you put a phone number in there. And I'm going to call you with a blocked phone number for obvious reasons. I use myself for that. So give me your phone number. And if I call, I'll usually leave a message and call you back. See you next week right here.